Hum. What are you doing? Hum. <laughs> what's what's is this related to today's episode? Of course, it's related to today's episode, Sarah Tabar, <laughs> because today we are doing healthy living for the spirit and the soul, and we are going to find Ooh. our inner Larry. Our inner Larry. What's that? What does that mean? Well, I'm so glad that you've asked, Zara Tabar. Uh, we are joined by one of my good friends, Zara, who is going to tell us all about how to be happy in our heart and in our soul. Are you ready? I'm so ready for this. Hum, here we go. All right. So it is another episode of Who's Larry? And today we're joined by one of my good friends, Zara. Now, we used to both work in the call centre together and we used to sit next to each other, and I don't know how we got any work done because we just used to have these intense chats. And I was telling Sarah all about you, and I thought, you know what? We're obviously looking for happiness. I feel like you're somebody that has like found the meaning of life out. Like you, you, you know, so you have so much knowledge about everything. And like one thing that we're we're gonna get into today is like the law of attraction and how that brings positivity. And happiness. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Zara. Thank you for coming along. Thank you. Me and Zara, we had a little catch up last night. She answered the phone and then she went <laughs> off straight away, right? So I was like, Oh right, she doesn't wanna she doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> Ten minutes later, she calls me back and she goes, Sorry, I had to go to my car to get a bottle of water. I was like, Right, okay, why? She was like, Well, I got a glass of water and then I decided I didn't want to drink tap water. I was like, Why? And she was like, Well, obviously the fluoride, like it affects Explain it to me, Zara, because this this baffled me last night, and like all all of a sudden, what? like my endorphins were kicking in. You're gonna love this, Zara. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Um, I steer clear of tap water, and uh, because of the fluoride in it. But I poured a cup of water yesterday, and I thought I could drink it straight from the tap. But I looked at it, and my soul knew. So basically, fluoride is a mineral that I think the body can take a small amount of, but it gets overloaded because we're we're medicated with this fluoride through the water we drink, the toothpaste we have. It's an unnecessary um, ingredient and the body can't digest the amount that we take in. So it builds up in the penile gland, which is the third eye here. Um, oh my God. And it blocks your, your spirit. It, it can block your spiritual connection when it builds up over time. And obviously over our lifetimes, the amount of water you drink, if you use toothpaste with fluoride in, it will build up in your third eye and block it. And then what? Um, I suppose if, if you were to live your life in a very like kind of just, you just wanted to live within the 3D, the physical world we're in, it may not interrupt it too much, but when you go to look slightly deeper, so through meditation or connecting with deeper knowings or deeper truths of life, you need to clear out that fluoride because it will block huh? the way you can receive this intelligence of the universe, really. Oh my. Yeah. Do those water filter things, would that help? I don't think a lot of them do actually with fluoride. I think they clean the water, but fluoride's a pesky thing to get yeah. rid of, really. Yeah. Mind blown. So yeah, that's why I was late to the call. <laughs> so so we know we know that Larry is a bottled water. Exactly. Drinker. See, <laughs> he <must> straight be. <laughs> away, <laughs> he steers clean. Well, I think that uh, even bottled water though is not good. Um, so a lot of the bottles they have estrogen in them. Oh which my me- god! Well, it's a what fake <laughs> estrogen? So 
<laughs> it kind of messes up your hormones. So there are other options that are better. You can purify the water or like I said to Jack last night, if you live near a well, you can... Um, she just moved to near a well. That's, yeah, I was loving that. this last night. Like intentionally <laughs> or just by chance? It was one of the things on the list. Oh yeah, God, so at wow. the start of the year, I'd read about this specific well and I decided I needed to be closer to it. It's yeah. just, I was just like last night, she was telling me like, this I was like we've got to come back to this because and then I wrote some notes but then my notes it starts it says toothpaste bottled water it looks like a shopping list but um the reason and I know it sounds like crazy and we're having a laugh about it but one of the biggest things and one of the biggest things yeah. I've kind of learned from growing up is in order to be happy it's about ticking the three boxes it's your mind your body and your spirit so it's all right if you've got like Zac mm-hmm. Efron body and do you know what I mean? Like six packs on six packs. You can be and you can run a five k sub twenty five. That's that's great. But if you're not healthy in your mind, but there's so much about physical health and so much about mental health, but not a lot of people actually talk about spiritual health, about how that helps your well being. And I thought that some of the the deep conversations that we used to have while we were at work like that that's why that's why I knew you could bring so what would you say if you had to like talk about spiritual happiness where does that come from and and what can you do to to bring that out more so Zara I think you're definitely right it's um particularly at the time we're in right now I do think spiritual hygiene is key for um stability balance and peace so the way you can create that hygiene really comes through discipline if you think of discipline as the deepest form of self-love, because really with discipline, what you're telling yourself is I'm going to go without something now so that in the future I benefit oh, in I a <laughs> deeper, more fulfilling way. So I think the first thing with um, kind of connecting with your spirit, your soul, like you say, is to incorporate some discipline. It That's what it takes, really, first of all. Discipline to sit down, meditate, even if it's for two minutes a day, but once you build that up you'll start to just be in this rhythm of self-love which is just a constant flow of discipline but it's not a negative thing it's just yeah being really connected to what your needs are discipline is the key deepest form of self-love I think yeah you the way the world's kind of called if you if you really listen to the universe right now it's calling us all to go within we're 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 coming into our houses we're becoming more introspective and looking at our inner worlds is really where you can begin to understand what your soul is what your soul connection is and what your needs are I think the key is to really establish what your needs are and then recognize that you are the the best person to meet those needs you know yourself better than anybody else knows you you know how to heal yourself through mind, body and soul more than anybody around you, any medical professional or anything. You're the one that sat with you every day listening to this inner world that plays out. I love it. I love it. I can imagine that's quite hard to actually like mm. implement in real life though. Like implementing that discipline. Like how do you actually... Yeah, especially in the hustle and bustle <laughs> like, of like London, or which which we've all lived at some point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I... I do kind of feel the same, and I don't know who said it, that uh, meditate for five minutes a day. And if you don't have five minutes to meditate, meditate for an hour. Because really, <laughs> it's just about being very delicate and 
purposeful about your time. Living deliberately, I think, is a real key. So I know that the kind of Western take on mindfulness is a bit skewed from where it originates from. But mindfulness is to really be present and conscious in everything that you do. And I think naturally when you can bring that deeper level of consciousness, you change the proportions of the days that you're in. So even if you are in a, in a busy hustle and bustle, you could be doing that really consciously and that could be some of your most powerful work could be happening in your inner world whilst you're hustle and bustle around London. But the issue is more when we do these things subconsciously because even if you lived in a beautiful area that mm. was really peaceful and tranquil, if you were just subconsciously operating all of the time, so with a small amount of awareness, you'd be potentially suffering more than someone who lives in a stressful environment but is able to move through it very consciously and connected to their self. I, do, I, do, I definitely think like in, in order to be happy, you do need to have that self-awareness. And one thing that kind of really annoys me is it's not Gemma Collins as Gemma Collins, but <laughs> right, this is a really bad example. But you know, like when Gemma Collins says, I am what I am, and if you can't accept me for what I am, Darren, then do you know what I mean? Do one. I think like we need to have this self awareness. That's not good enough to just say, I am what I am. I feel like we do need to say, okay, well, if this is a toxic trait or this is something that I do that is toxic, then we need to take it inwards and, and say, it's about self development. And in order to develop, you do need to have that discipline. It's going back to what you you said and sometimes you think right okay I've got to I've got to put that five minutes in or I, I love that phrase about putting more time in and putting the work in because we should be working on ourselves we shouldn't just be going through this western culture where we are binging on McDonald's and just drinking alcohol because it's there and and you know what like we've got so much there's so much we have access to everything literally everything in terms of movies we've got a million movies that are thinking mm. I, I watched a documentary on Netflix the other day about minimalism and it's just about going like less is more and it was, I was just what are your thoughts on that in terms of being happy and minimalism I'm sure you've got some brilliant answers <laughs> yeah I definitely agree I think if you clutter your outside world with too many of the kind of lavish things it can just draw all of your attention to the outside world and I think in doing that we actually lose sight of how powerful we are and what we really can achieve um, and even what our purpose is. These things, they offer instant gratification, but a lot of the time they can be used to fill a void that is actually present in the inner world. So part of this internal life that we live, not the external, what we show to others. So the less distraction you can have around you of this outside world of temptation, the easier it is to stay disciplined in this spiritual hygiene that gets easier over time as well. I think as you're increasing your awareness and your consciousness, what you're doing is reducing the subconscious time that you spend in life. So to do that, you've got to break into some of this subconscious behavior. These are like you've said about somebody saying, oh, I am what I am. And when you've got a lack of awareness, that means you've got quite a built up subconscious. So to kind of move through that, you need to first of all mm. face it. And that's the tricky bit. So it's the discipline with your time that you've got. So setting intentions, I'll meditate for this amount of time or I'll exercise or yoga, whatever it is. 
but then also having that discipline to move through the subconscious because there there can be all sorts there and when you go into a deep level of healing there are different levels I think a lot with spirituality and the ways that you can explore it yeah so it, it can be tricky when you when you go into this deeper level of healing and you really want to increase your your level of consciousness in a purposeful way you're going to have to face the subconscious that's built up and these are subconscious patterns of thoughts behaviors emotions and this can even be where we store a lot of pain so that's why it seems tough to start with that first hurdle to get into the rhythm but once you're in this rhythm of checking out your inner world, checking out your outer world, staying connected with both all the time, it does become natural because ultimately moving out of the mind and into the heart space, if you looked at the human body when that happens, everything says it is our natural state of being. This is when our deepest levels of conditioning and healing and connection happen. Wow. So yeah, I think um, the less distractions, the easier it is to stay disciplined in that self-love heart space. Would you say then that like the lockdown might have helped with this and in some ways could have been seen as kind of like a, when you look at it in in terms of mind and spirit, health and all of that, like lockdown is something that could really help with that because there were no distractions, like everyone was stuck at home and like you really did have to kind of get used to, you know, your own company and like being in your own space and your own thoughts, like all the time rather than having all the distractions of like the outside world like I know that I you know when it first started I was pretty good and like active at suddenly I was like okay so I'm gonna like exercise but then I, I got lazy and I don't do any of that mm. again. I've, I've just gone back to just sitting around yeah I think the it's hard to keep longevity they're challenging times and I don't I won't go too much into what I believe the kind of causes are right now but I do think that if you just look at it in terms of nature the consciousness Oh gosh, I don't want to go too far into this. There's a collect. So you have your sort Mm -hmm. of individual consciousness, but ultimately, if the truth of the universe is that we're one, we contribute towards a collective consciousness as well. So that means there's a collective subconscious too. And I do feel like the planet is shifting in consciousness right now. Our awareness is rising. The uh, planet, nature, the climate is all calling us to become more aware and Mm. more conscious of how we live. So I do definitely think this year is a process. The reason it is so tricky is because kind of following on from what I've said, to really get to that good stuff, to reach that super conscious level where you're in touch with your higher self and you live through your heart, you have to move through your subconscious. So we're being pulled to do that in a really drastic way this year in quite a compact amount of time and in solitude which is where you can really explore your inner world so as challenging as it is for people I think that there is um, kind of an ultimate good that can come out of this for sure. Absolutely. Last night you you said something brilliant and I wanted you to bring it to the table you were talking about and I might have misheard the words or I might have forgotten is it enzymes that we were saying about in your heart no oh no so um so the neurology of the heart so yeah so the heart's biomagnetic field yeah I'm you, not a scientist, you're, you're pretty so much a scientist I, can, I could be getting more scientist. of a scientist than us do <laughs> <Yeah. don't we? laughs> um oh. so the heart has a biomagnetic field which is wider than the brain's biomagnetic magnetic field so the heart reaches wider you can see this 
under um, computers, like you can measure this. And the activity of the heart is run on through neuro lo, neurological pathways, just like the brain. So there are neurons. Neurons, in the heart, not enzymes. Neurons I knew. I knew it was a clever so, word. Neurons, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's really there's just a lot of um, a lot is happening at the moment in the field of science and quantum physics, really re-evaluating what we thought the body to be, the mind to be, the spirit to be, and realizing they're connected particularly with the heart, even through ancient scriptures, the heart is seen as the palace of the spirit, the connection to the soul. And there are experiments you can watch where the heart can react to things quicker than the mind can with more accuracy as well. So it's almost showing us that the heart is really the connection to, um, it could be considered the psychic knowing, or it could even just be that quantum field of energy that exists, which is pure, possibility and we can tap into it at any time it's just very it's easy to fall up into your mind space again because mm. you hold a lot of memory and imagination there but your mind holds mental objects around things a bit like um your mind as if, if you imagine your mind as a room the amount of objects in there really are what builds your perception because they're your ideas your thoughts your memories your imagination of the future Whereas your heart doesn't carry so much of that. It can get blocked with emotions, but your heart, you can really open wide to a field of pure possibility. And when you live through your heart, you are delivered the truth of pure potential with love all the time. And that's why you were saying like, you were saying as well in your gut, like sometimes your brain's saying like, oh, well that looks like a good idea, but your gut or your heart is just saying don't. And there's been so many times in my life that mm -hmm. I haven't followed my heart or followed my gut and it, it's always like your heart knows like you, and you've just got that gut feeling whereas yeah. you're like well no on paper this looks brilliant they said if I sign this piece of paper they're gonna give me a million pounds but no your gut the neur the neurons <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's true and like with that example you've given yeah that can be a a case of these mental objects getting in the way they skewer up yeah they kind of obscure our perception so they can alter the truth whereas the heart it doesn't really alter the truth it, it just knows the truth and when you sit down in that space heart meditations they produce incredible results for the health of the mind body and soul and when you tap down and live in your heart space all of the time you're keeping the frequencies of your heart coherent rather than drastic up and down something that can't measure and since everything is frequency you've got a coherent heart which is founded in love it's going to interact with other frequencies coherently they're just waves of energy that's all they are which is going to make you happier that's as larry simples maybe are there like yeah larry's heart <laughs> might be <blown. laughs> are there like any things that you do obviously you're in touch with your kind of spiritual self are the things that you do kind of on a daily basis just to keep your spirit levels up or like keep yourself feeling happy like are there any little like tips and tricks or just like things that like you know you'll get up and you make sure you do these certain things to kind of get you going for the day i think the key is to forgive yourself over and over again and that doesn't mean to let go of accountability for your actions but to forgive yourself on a real deep level because we're making mistakes all of the time and the, and it's really important to not hold on to them or identify with them because that lowers your vibration, that lowers the way you look at yourself. So forgiveness is something that I practice all of the time. But in terms of just a day-to-day -day thing, meditation, so starting the day and ending the day with meditations, there are so many 
like so many things yeah. I just wouldn't know where to start <laughs> but meditation mm-hmm. definitely and hearts heart meditations coming out of the mind space and into the heart really does wonders for your emotional well-being and how do you meditate yeah. the heart I don't know if that's a silly question because obviously I know that to meditate you you take yourself off to a, a space and you kind of you just take everything out of the mind is it the same but your focus then draws onto the heart or there are different ways you can even do guided right, meditations okay. that will guide you through with your bit heart. of chopra yeah lovely pack chopra my guy it's my guy (laughs) um a a really like easy way that i've come to learn to meditate and it's something that you can come back to throughout the meditations is when you do sit down to meditate you've got this excitable monkey mind that wants all of your attention so it's going to give you all of your thoughts all of your ideas and it's just going to get in the way But the only information it's going to give to you is information about yourself, which is an illusion because we're way beyond the self that is here in this temporary life. So sitting down to meditate, I find it really effective to go beyond everything that you believe is yourself. And a great way to envision that is to think about your name and everything that's attached to your name. And what you'll start to realise is your monkey mind knows a lot about your name. It knows a lot about Jack or Sarah, but it doesn't really have much to say when you go beyond that name and what it means to you. So if you can sit down in meditation and every time a thought comes, you'll realize not after long that everything's attached to your name. The things that are getting in the way are attached to your name, which is your illusion of self. We're more than self. So if you can sit in a meditation and Keep bringing yourself beyond what is your name, beyond my name, beyond my name. That will put you into that space of the infinite. And then from there, if you wanted to go into your heart, you can envision yourself sitting within your heart. You can talk to your heart. There are so many ways, but I understand that there is a lot that gets in the way for people when they meditate, particularly at the start, when you're doing this subconscious work to break through, to increase your consciousness. It can be tricky, but the subconscious is also linked to the name as well. So I have come to find the key is to go beyond your name. And even now I'll sit and meditate. I've been meditating for a while now and things will come up and I'll just think beyond Mm. my name, beyond Zara, beyond Zara. And eventually you get there because your mind gives up. Because all it wants is attention. And when you don't give it, it's it like a naughty tired. kid. Yeah. yeah, it is. Do you know what a mantra recite is? something over and over again. Yeah. So a mantra, it literally can be a word or a sentence or a phrase. It can be something you've created yourself or it can come from ancient texts and knowledge. The point of a mantra, really, when in meditation, is to give your mind something to play with. So like you said, if you think yeah. of the mind as a, as a child... That mantra is a toy that you're going to give to the mind so it can play with it the whole time. Whilst whilst the part of you that isn't the mind, isn't the body, is what the soul is connected to, the infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes into that world of like juicy, endless possibility. Your mind sat there with that toy, which is the mantra, which can be so powerful in itself because they can reprogram the neurological language that you've got. I love that. I was... um... I was listening, I might have mentioned it before, but I, I listened to this guy, Mo Gordat, and he he wrote a book about happiness and things like that. And it was about telling your brain, because obviously in times of, in times of meditation as well, 
we all have impulsive thoughts and like sometimes it's like sometimes we have impulsive thoughts you'll be walking and you'll just be walking past a sweet little old lady and your mind will just go push her in the bin or something like that <laughs> we'll all like, you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to i mean it was a joke it was Savage. a joke i don't think like that no but do you know what i mean with with thinking then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden your mind will remind you of something from 10 years ago and you're like what and it's about just saying this guy says he tells that part of his brain to shut up and he goes shut up and he calls it becky he goes shut up becky and he goes like and then it brushes it off and then he has that conversation with that part that thinking part of his brain that says do you have anything to add to this conversation i'm trying to meditate do you have anything to add and if it says you did this 10 years ago okay can you prove that no go away and it's just about kind of training your brain which and it's so interesting I want to, while we're on the conversation of meditation and stuff like that, we, we kind of touched on it last night and I want to bring it to the group. So one thing that I've kind of been, especially over the last year or so and, and thinking about more and researching it, and I love the idea of it, and you kind of shattered the glass on it a, a bit for me last night, is something called the law of attraction. For those <laughs> that don't know, it's all about the idea that if you believe and you have positive thoughts that you can achieve anything and I'm, I I have my positive thoughts and I do my meditation when I go for a run in the morning and I kind of send out positive vibes for whatever I want and I think that the spookiest one last year before I went on the ship I said right I want to go on the ship again but I want to be a singer I want to have my own room I want to be in a band and do you know what I mean I want more money than the last year and these these boxes I looked everywhere that job wasn't there but I really started believing I was like something always comes up something's going to come up and then Next thing you know, there was like an advert on Facebook just for this specific. And it like had highlighted it and it had ticked the actual boxes that I want. And I was like, this is it. But me and Zara, oh, I, keep, I keep calling one Zara and one Zara. Uh, me and Zara last night were talking about it. And it kind of made me realise, and, and you can explain more and go into detail. But it's not about saying, I want to win the lottery or I want this new car and stuff like that. Because that doesn't work. It's more... I mean, you, you're, you're going to explain it better. You, you take it, Zara. Yeah, I think that there's kind of, again, this is a little bit of the Western influence. The law of attractions become quite glamorised and it's kind of, I don't really support the idea of grasping onto the law of attraction and using it and not doing this work on the inner world or misunderstanding it and then getting frustrated the law of attraction is simply just one of the laws that govern this universe, which is like attracts like. So whatever you are, what you are existing in, your state of being is what you will draw into you. The more you're in your mind, if you're in these negative thoughts, they're going to produce um, emotions which produce chemicals in the body. So then you've put the mind, body and soul into a certain state that you'll attract based upon. And that's the same with elevated emotions as well. So I think the law of attraction, I do think of it as a great way or a great signal to how you're doing on your inner world because your outer world just reflects your inner world. So it's a great way to navigate and understand what might be going on inside for you as to how fulfilling your life is around you. But to the idea of sitting with a picture of your favourite car and meditating <laughs> on it it's not going to be long before you get frustrated because it just doesn't work like that. The universe doesn't care for these physical things and it knows mm. what our truest needs are. So sometimes you'll be delivered things, you'll attract things in that might not make any sense to you, 
But if you sat and listened to yourself and explored yourself for long enough, you'd realize it's one of your needs being met. And um, through that like, attract like, is just one of the laws. And I love that because The Secret, the book, and it, it, it's a very interesting book to read and stuff like that. They They make it out that it's like, it's this shopping book and it's like a catalogue of anything you want. Oh, really? That Yeah, and, it's, it, and they're really playing it. And you know what? It may have worked for other people, but I don't like the idea that you can just say, right, okay, well, I want this and I want this. and Because if you're a positive person and you're happy and you go around and you're nicer to people, then guess what? People are going to be nice about you and, and you're going to kind of receive it. Or maybe it's just the fact if you're nicer to people and you're more of a positive person, if somebody doesn't smile at you on your way to your bus stop, you're not going to notice it because you're so in your happy world. Whereas if you're a grumpy person and you've slipped on the, the mat and you've fallen over the cat on the way in and you, you're so mad about something and then someone frowns at you, you're going to think, well, who's that frowning at me? Well, who do they think? So it depends where you are. If you're having a good day, it doesn't matter. Like, like you're not going to pick up on the... The little things that could, but it's it's like uh, when we spoke to Layla, the dog walker, dog trainer. Sorry, dog walker. I can't just say dog walker. Um, <laughs> she's a she's a professional dog trainer. Um, okay. It's about trigger stacking, and do you know what I mean? Sometimes, like um, if if certain things will build up, but if you are going through your life and you are positive and you try and be a good person, and you're you keep your body, you look after your body because that's where we live, and you look after your mind and your spirit. Things are going to happen for you because you're basically Larry. Yeah. I think that, yeah, the world around you, like everything from relationships to circumstances, they're just mirrors of what you are, that's all. Mm. And you've got a choice to make every day over whether you choose to sit in your in your soul space or in your ego space. The ego would walk down the road and see someone frown at them and feel like it's the victim of the frown because the ego wants to be the victim because it feels like it deserves more, it's worth mm. more, and it doesn't have to do anything. But the soul understands that there's a connection regardless of the temporary actions that day may bring. So connecting more with your soul and living in that soul space, your mirror starts to become a really soulful mirror. So it doesn't it's not so much to do with the little details it's um it's just recognizing that there's a reflection in everything it's not personal Definitely. i could sit and have these questions all day we've got a big question for you sarah <laughs> sarah's gonna ask you the big question oh gosh okay who do you think larry is and what makes him so who is larry happy? zara <laughs> how does he keep in happy? your world larry. larry sounds to me like a simple being larry knows larry's connected larry's calm Larry lives in peace. Larry knows his soul. Larry, Larry drinks bottled water. So much. <laughs> Larry drinks from the well, Jack. Larry drinks from the well. <laughs> I think that's the main takeaway from this. Um, yeah, I, I think Larry will be someone with very few needs, uh, but a deep understanding of himself. Amazing. Zara is. Guy. I think that's a perfect, the perfect way, to, way to end it. Zara, it's oh, always thanks. wonderful having these deep conversations with you, and I'm so glad we, we could do this and we can share it with the world and we can bring happiness to everybody's spirit. Zara, you've been amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for listening. I'm Jack Frimpson. I'm Sarah Tabar. And what have we got coming up next time, Jack? Well, I'm glad you are, Sarah. We are going back to the future. Are we? What does that mean? Very cryptic. Mamma mia. <laughs> I'm going to Italy. <laughs> oh, brother, wherefore art thou? It is all about the movies. We're going to the picture show, Sarah Tabar. Of course.
course, we are going to discuss happiness and film and find out what Larry's favourite movie is. Oh, I think he could be into a thriller. See you then. <laughs>